morning sports fans betters and cappers and welcome to the daily competitive hedge podcast i'm your host of the show kenneth cotterell and this show is all about sports and the world of betting we talk about results from yesterday's games and wagers before diving into our betting plays for the day we're going a couple minutes early this morning because let's face it i gotta get out of the way talking about the dallas cowboys and so uh let's get into the show But let's first talk about our betting sponsor, Bet99. Bet99 is a Canadian sportsbook and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, and Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile. Their mobile app can be downloaded from the website's homepage. Now, depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to you so you know your money is safe and secure. Uh, they also, the website can be viewed in both English and French and customer service is available 24-7 on their live chat option. So go to bet99.com to make an account, use code SHOOTERS to get started and please gamble responsibly. You must be 19 plus years of age and it is available to persons in Ontario only. And if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or gambling of someone close to you, please contact Connex Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. So let's get into the weekend that was of betting plays. Overall, could have been a better weekend, but we did end up in the positive if you take out the player prop side of things. Um, Overall, we went 2-0 on the CFL side of things. Uh, Winnipeg minus seven and a half. That that was easy money against Saskatchewan. They won 54 to 20 in the Banjo Bowl. Kalaros, 273 passing yards and four TDs. Fajardo eventually replaced in that game. And we found out after the game that the offensive line traveling to Winnipeg were all deathly ill. So felt good to have Winnipeg there. And then Calgary, they blew out Edmonton at minus 10. 56 to 28 was the final there. Then college football-wise, we're three and two on the weekend. Wake Forest minus 12 and a half. We cashed that one versus Vanderbilt. They won 45 to 25 thanks to Sam Hartman's 300 yards and four TDs. We also had Houston plus three and a half versus Texas Tech. This is why it's great to have that half point on the college football side of things because they go to overtime. They do lose the game, but 33 to 30 was the final there. And so thank goodness for that half a point to cash that play. Air Force easily covered the minus 17 and a half versus Colorado. 41 to 10 was the final there. They had 65 rushes for 435 yards. Their QB only threw five passes in the entire game. So overall, it was a great one for Air Force. Now, a couple of losing plays, Baylor plus three versus BYU. Shout out to Walker Bailey, who was on BYU all week. I didn't listen. And unfortunately, their overtime game 
I was won by a touchdown, having the Baylor one go to overtime and lose. That's a tough result. And then Appalachian State, Texas A&M, I am an A&M fan. So not only did they lose, but they also didn't go over 53 at minus 117. The final there was 17 to 14. One of the worst results that they possibly could have had. And so shout out to Appalachian State for the win. Now, NFL-wise, we are 2-2 two and two on Sunday. Atlanta, plus 5.5 versus New Orleans. We cashed that play. We were on Atlanta all week long beating that drum. A lot of people laughed. And lucky for us, they were able to cover that. Unfortunately, they not did not get the outright. They led 26-10 to 10 with 11 minutes to go. And in typical Atlanta fashion, they blew a late lead in the fourth quarter. So they lose the game 27 to 26. Michael Thomas is a big reason why with his two touchdowns there late in that game. But New Orleans gets out to the 1-0 start. We also had San Fran minus six and a half versus Chicago. As the second we saw the weather was as rainy as it was, we knew we were in trouble. But they lost that game outright 19 to 10. And they felt like they were on cruise control through three quarters and then just a terrible fourth quarter. Uh, Elijah Mitchell got hurt in that game. Dante Pettis had a bomb against his former team as well. Justin Fields sliding into the end zone after they win that game. And so San Fran, they got to go back to the drawing board and we'll see how they look in week two. Then also Green Bay versus Minnesota over 47. That was the loser this weekend. 23 to 7. It was not a particularly close game. Unfortunately, Christian Watson dropping that touchdown very early in the game kind of changed the whole dynamic for Green Bay. They could have answered after Justin Jefferson got out to the start that he did, and he rolled all day long. Nine catches, 183 yards, and two touchdowns. Feeling pretty good about that offensive player of the year future bet that we have on Jefferson. And then the last one. Giants plus six was a show play against the Titans and they win outright. Uh, shout out to all the guys at the network that are Giants fans. 21 to 20 was the final there. Saquon Barkley, 18 rushes for 164 yards. That late two point convert was a ballsy call by the Giants, but they convert and then Reggie Bullock missing the field goal late. Either way, easy cover for the Giants and we cash that play for the two and two now. NFL TD-wise, we're on 5 as far as the player props go. And this is a week where should have just gone with the, the big dogs. I mean, if you go Cooper Cup, he scored. Christian McCaffrey scored. Jonathan Taylor scored. Justin Jefferson scored. But instead, we get Lamar Jackson, who doesn't run one in against the very bad Jets team. Tyree Kill has a great day, but doesn't get into the end zone. We mentioned Mitchell getting hurt. Hunter Renfro was nowhere to be found in that game against the Chargers. And then... Dallas having Dalton Schultz, boy, they put up three points. The only team that did not score a touchdown uh, on the opening week of football. Now, when it comes to other results and headlines, we'll talk more about the other NFL games in a second. But WNBA Finals, my Vegas Aces, one game one, 67-63. Er, Aja Wilson with a massive double-double and four blocks in the win. She also got some help from Chelsea Gray, who had 21 points. Alyssa Thomas on the other side had 19 and 11. Other college football results from the weekend. There was a couple upsets on the college football side of things. Um, Florida losing at home. That was a big one against Kentucky, 26 to 16. Uh, we also had Pittsburgh lost at home against Tennessee. Uh, they lost in overtime, 34 to 27. We had Texas almost upset 
uh, Alabama. 20 to 19 was the final there. And then you had the BYU upset late in the day. So overall, a good weekend of college football. A lot of good games there. Uh, Ohio State didn't look their best, but they still won by 30 plus. Uh, You could say the same about some other teams in there as well. But we're looking forward to week three of college football. Now, other results from the NFL yesterday, Philadelphia, they were unable to cover the minus five and a half against Detroit, but they still win 38 to 35. Every running back, including Hertz, had a touchdown on the ground yesterday. So Detroit needs to figure out that ground game quickly on the defensive side of things. But the offense looked pretty good, especially DeAndre Swift. Uh, Indianapolis and Houston, they tied 20 all. I made fun of Stu a lot yesterday, friend of the show that came on that did the Colts preview about the fact that they tied that game just to then have Dallas go out and and put up an absolute egg. But overall, Indy, they're pretty fortunate to even get a tie in this game. They were down early 20 to three, I believe was the score at one point, but they come back to earn the tie. Uh, Still not a great result. You should be beating Houston there, especially as more than touchdown favorites. But we're not going to overreact to Indianapolis. They never play well on week one, and so I think they're going to be fine moving forward. Cleveland and Carolina, the Baker revenge game, as it was pegged all week long, unfortunately did not pick up the victory there. Uh, This was a play that we really liked. Had they hit, we would have hit a 17 parlay. And it's all because Cade York, the rookie kicker, with a 50-plus yarder for the win for Cleveland, Uh, It looked like Baker was not going to play well all day before he threw that bomb to Robbie Anderson. Uh, He also ran one in. That was one that we played as a Baker anytime rushing touchdown. Personally, not a part of our card, but we were pumped for that plus 700 cash. Then Washington, they beat Jacksonville 28 to 22. It looked like Washington was going to blow it. They went up in the first half. Then Carson Wentz threw a couple picks but then he was able to avenge those late in the game. He threw for 313 yards, four touchdowns to go along with those two picks, and Dotson had two of those TDs, the rookie wide receiver for the Commanders. Then you had Pittsburgh plus seven. They win outright against Cincinnati, 23-20. to Overall, just a really gross game to watch. The fact that Joe Burrow threw four interceptions was big, but he was also sacked a ton by TJ Watt, especially who tore his peck, so he's going to be out quite a while for them. But when you score the tying touchdown with Jamar Chase, basically on the last play of the game, we thought, and then to have that extra point blocked, then McPherson misses another kick in overtime, and then you get Pittsburgh goes down and Boswell kicks the winner. Just not a great game to watch, but Pittsburgh fans have to be thrilled to pick up that early division victory. Kansas City, they just blew out Arizona yesterday, 44-21. to Patrick Mahomes threw five touchdowns, CH had two, Kelsey had one. But it what was most impressive was the fact that Juju looked good. A lot of these new weapons that they brought in looked good in this offense. And so Kansas City is going to be just fine. Wasn't sure if they would, but they definitely looked like they will be after week one. Then you had Vegas versus the Chargers. This was essentially a pick em by the time kickoff went, and the Chargers won 24 to 19. Herbert threw for three touchdowns. Keenan Allen, though, got hurt. That's going to be big for the Chargers moving forward. They're going to need Mike Williams to play better than he did yesterday. And then Devontae Adams was force-fed by Derek Carr all day, and he scored a touchdown in his debut for the Raiders. And then to cap it off, the Sunday nighter, the one that put me in a bad mood going to bed, Tampa Bay, two-and-a-half-point favorites. They win easily 19-3. to 
The sad part is Dallas's defense actually played really well. Uh, Micah Parsons made a couple of massive sacks early in that game that were able to stall out drives for Tampa Bay, but it didn't matter. The offense was terrible. They looked like they had no game plan. No Gallup and no Tolbert meant that they were basically just throwing to C.D. Lamb all day and Tampa Bay knew it. Didn't have a great game plan heading into that game. And then to cap it off, Dak Prescott, he gets hurt. Reports this morning, it sounds like he's going to miss six to eight weeks. I'm not going to overreact too much. This is a terrible loss for Dallas. Now they don't have their franchise quarterback. They need to figure out a way to win a couple games with Cooper Rush, which is a tall task. And we'll see if they're able to do so to keep their season alive even moving forward. Because if they can't pick up a couple wins, then you might as well shut them down and play for next season. Now, let's talk about today's slate of games. It's not the most loaded slate. We're not going to be focusing too much on the MLB side of things as we keep saying every morning on this show, but (coughs) there still is an NFL play there today that we're going to focus on, and then we've got some soccer as well. Champions League later in the week as well is going to be some fun as well. So MLB-wise, we do have a couple early leans today. We're actually going to play both those Texas games. Uh, It won't be a part of the official card, but they are leans. I do like the under in the second game of that Texas and Miami one and the over in the first game. Now with Otto and Rogers going in the first one, that's why I really like the over. Don't trust either pitcher. And I think there's going to be plenty of runs early. And then by the time you get to the afternoon, you're maybe a bit tired. You're also going up against Gray and Garrett, who are much better pitchers. And that's why I think the under seven there is a bit of a safer play. Also going to be playing Mets run line versus the Cubs. You got Bassett going. They're taking on Javier Assad, who's not a great pitcher on the Cubs side of things. So really do like the Mets to win and cover that run line today. And then the safe one, Dodgers run line hits pretty consistently. They've got Tyler Anderson going on the mound today, who's one of the better pitchers in baseball this year. And he's taking on Ren Nelson, not a great pitcher for the Diamondbacks today. Now, the run line today is minus 141, so it is a little bit juiced, but that being said, still like it. If you want to play it even (laughs) riskier, you can go to the minus two and a half where you start to get to plus money, and I actually don't think that's a terrible play either, but once again, we've been ice cold on the baseball front. This is why we're not playing these as official plays. They're just some early betting lines that we liked yesterday. Unfortunately, given the Queen's death, we don't get to see any EPL today. We're supposed to see Leeds and Nottingham Forest today. And also all the games were canceled over the weekend. We've been red hot to start the season on EPL. And so to have those games canceled was a shame. But with that, we do have three plays for today that are official ones. We're playing an Italian soccer play, a Spanish one, and then also a Denver and Seattle game as well. So let's start with that Spanish soccer game, Almeria taking on Osasuna. Uh, This game will kick off at 3 p.m. Eastern time, and we're playing both teams to score at minus 109. You got the seventh place team in Osasuna taking on the 14th place team in La Liga in Almeria. And it's kind of impressive the fact that both these teams are averaging over a goal per game, especially on the Almeria side. They haven't been great out of the gate, and they're still able to score, which is very encouraging heading into this one. Now, Osasuna is clearly the better side, and they are the road team. So I'm not very concerned about them going out and scoring in this game at some point. But Almeria, they're at home. I'm giving them the crowd bump today. That's enough for them to score a goal. We potentially see this as a draw as 1-1, maybe 2-1 final. 
but I do think that both teams are going to score today. And at minus 109, I think the value is definitely there. Now, FC Empoli, they're taking on Roma today in Italy. Uh, Roma, they're coming off a tough loss in Europa League midweek where they lost to Ludogorets. Now, that was a pretty shocking result. We actually played Roma, I believe, that day. And so now they take on Empoli. They've yet to win a game in Syria this year. So they have not been great out of the gate. And so that's why I just like Roma straight up money line today. Yes, they're on the road. It's always risky when you're going to take a road favorite uh, in a game like this. But I do think that they're going to win this game. They're going to bounce back in a big way after that disappointing result in Europa. Uh, and Empoli, they're not a very good side. As I said, they're winless to start the year in Serie A, and so that's why we're going to play Roma Moneyline at minus 125. And then the official play that we're going to go with today on the NFL side of things is we're going to go Seattle's team total under 17.5. Now, one that we found over the weekend that we loved on the under team total front was the Jets because they were also at that line, and they only finished with nine points. Now, I don't care that Seattle's the home team here. I know that there's the added motivation with Russ coming back for his first game against his former team, but this isn't a situation where he went to free agency. Now he's with the new team. Now they're going to boo him. The team traded him. So they can't be bitter if Russ comes back and cooks. And I think he's going to do that. And I don't think Geno Smith's a terrible quarterback. I don't think he's good by any stretch of the imagination, but if Drew Locke was in at quarterback, we're looking at this line probably being 14 and a half. So he does give them that little bit of a boost. He can throw the deep bomb at any point to DK or to Tyler Lockett. That's the only thing that really concerns me here is that you get one of those deep balls because Denver's defense, they're solid, especially in the secondary. Uh, offensively, as I said, I don't think that they're going to have any issues scoring here. Even if they get the garbage time touchdown, I think that takes them to 17 on the number. Seattle may be the worst team in the league. Like we didn't even mention it earlier. Chicago, the fact that they won really kills our plot, our 10 to one odds of them being the worst team in the league. Seattle, they're going to open up at home and they could get blown out and really discourage them moving forward. So I'm going to play this one as the team total under 17 and a half at minus 112. I think it's a really intriguing line. When we're looking at player props for this game, I think there's a few that you could probably play. Um, I would take the Cortland Sutton over on receptions today at uh, minus 107. He's sitting there at four and a half. Judy's is also four and a half, but it's a bit more juiced. I think both guys get five receptions or more in this game. Just the fact that they're taking on Seattle. The only thing that's concerning about receptions is if this is a blowout. And then we just see them start to run the ball with Javante and Melvin Gordon, which is why if you are looking for a rushing yards play, I do think that Javante's at 60 and a half is fairly safe. Seattle doesn't have a great defense, especially run defense. And so I like that play there. Rashad Penny under 69 and a half yards is another one that I would play at minus 114 because I don't see him getting the ball enough in order to do so. Um, so those are a few player props that we like. Not any official plays in there, but those are a few player props if you're looking on Bet99 that you want to play today for this game. I don't think it's a relatively exciting Monday nighter outside of the fact that it's Russ against his former team. Uh, and so if you're looking for a half unit play that we're going to put as an official one, Russell Wilson rushing touchdown at any point at plus 400 
Uh, I think he's certainly going to be the focal point on offense returning to Seattle. I think he's going to want to rush one in. Uh, and the fact that his rushing yards are 14 and a half, I think he could go over there. And so I think it just depends when he's going to be running. And one of them could be happening in the red zone, which is why I like the touchdown at plus 400. We played the Baker one yesterday against his former team. Let's go two and two with uh, Russ punching one in against his former team. But those are our official plays for today. Uh, as we keep saying, uh, go and check out Bet99. Use code shooters at sign up. Uh, really appreciate everyone who tuned into the show today. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning. We got some Champions League action and some other plays for you. And we'll see you tomorrow for the Competitive Hedge podcast.